Hey, survivors. You are listening to the Survival Brothers Podcast. We're two brothers trying to help each other prepare for an uncertain future. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 39 of the Survival Brothers Podcast. My name is Ethan, and with me, as always, is my brother, Blair. How you doing, Blair? I am excellent, bro. It's good to talk to you, as always. Good to talk to you, too. We uh, are having a good week here in Indiana. How's your week going in Utah? Good. It's been really hot, and uh, but um, good, good weekend. Good week. Yeah, we've actually been kind of cool. We've been in the 70s this week, so it's been kind of nice, but uh, looks like this week the humidity is going to be back, so not too fun. But uh, you guys, yeah, for those of... Oh, go ahead. Do you guys get like afternoon storms all the time in the summer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. It'll come through like late afternoon for like 20 minutes, just storm super hard, then just go away. Yeah, I remember from living in like Tennessee, like you'd be in your car or something like pulling up to your house and like the thunderstorm would just like start like super hard. And you're like, okay, do I run out of my car to my house or do I just wait like 10 minutes here and, and see if it subsides, which it usually did. Yeah, it's weird. It comes in super fast, but you can kind of feel it coming like the whole air changes. And yeah, it's not something that's super common in the west side of the country where I grew up. No, for sure. Yeah. And it seems like we've got, uh, we, we definitely have some new listeners coming in late, lately. Uh, it might be because the there was a prepper on the Joe Rogan podcast or a guy who wrote a prepping book on the Joe Rogan podcast a, a couple weeks ago or within the last couple weeks. So uh, for those of you who are new, Blair is a uh, army veteran and a current uh, law enforcement officer, and uh, just he's been prepping for a long time. And I'm his little brother, who he's teaching about prepping. Yeah, I think uh, we have a good a good back and forth, and you ask really good questions because you're super interested in this stuff, as am I, and, and uh, we learn together. So. Yeah. And we're uh, making progress. Yeah. He was talking about, did you listen, do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? I've listened to a few of his episodes. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't listen to the one you're talking about. Yeah. He had guy on who wrote a book about it. And I mean, he was following some, I think some pretty extreme preppers. It sounds like, you know, guys who have bunkers and, and all kinds of things like that. So we're, I mean, we're serious preppers, but we're not like uh bunker um, doomsday preppers i guess in Only that sense i don't have enough money to have well, yeah that's true too. i mean let's be yeah. real that's uh that's a good point but we uh yeah we are pretty practical preppers i, I would say and uh we're uh just trying to be ready for as many situations as possible yeah um so we got our current situations kind of uh been ongoing um and you bought a a little revolver a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. You're still having trouble finding ammo? Yeah, there's still a, a shortage. I was able to find one spot that had some ammo the day after I bought it. And then I went back there this week and uh, there was, they were all out of the 38 special. So just got to keep looking and keep checking in. Yeah, they, they get stuff occasionally. So I, if I were you, I would just check in every once in a while and, Hopefully you'll get lucky and find some. Yeah, maybe call ahead too because there's there's probably three or four places within 15 minutes where I live that I could check in on. Oh, cool. 
I hope uh hope you get some. Well, that's not uh, the topic of our episode today. Today we're going to be talking about um, an exercise that I am familiar with from the military that uh, is kind of gaining some traction, gaining some trendiness in the U.S., and uh, that is uh, rucking or ruck marching. So what is – I've heard of rucking. I've heard you talk about rucking, um, but I'm not 100 – well, I, I think it's just walking with a heavy bag. Is that uh, – or a backpack? Is there more to it than that? Not really. There's no need to to make it more complicated than it is. I mean, we're going to talk about um, just some some things you should know and some benefits of it. But uh, yeah, basically, it's it's walking with a backpack, and uh, it just uh, burns more calories than regular walking. But at the same time, it's it's not as uh, hard on your body as running. Yeah, yeah. Low impact exercises, I know, are are always trendy because, you know, people have knee issues, back issues, hip issues, um, ankle issues. There's all kinds of issues out there. So that's uh, anything that's low impact is something that's usually popular. And especially if it can get you get a good workout in. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's basically kind of like hiking. Um, I like to think it was like city hiking, you know, I can go explore, new neighborhoods as I go out for a walk um, and really just get out and kind of clear my head. That's like one of the biggest benefits for me is, is getting away from, you know, the electronics, getting away from whatever stresses I have in my life and, and going out and, and going for a ruck. Yeah. So is rucking, so rucking is not necessarily like in mountains, like hiking. So you can ruck without hiking. Yeah. So in the military, um, it's a big part of military training and it has been for at least, you know, thousands of years ever since someone invented a backpack and, and military, you know, adopted that. Um, because in the military, you, you need to be able to get from one place to another on foot, even though we have Humvees, we have tanks, we have armored personnel carriers, you know, in Iraq or Afghanistan, we have lots of ways to get around, but you'll never ever lose the need to walk longer distances in the military. Um, when you go out on patrol in certain areas, uh, it can be too dangerous to be in a vehicle. You might want to get out and spread out. Um, you might want to, you know, sneak up on the enemy in certain areas, like, you know, going through a mountain pass or going over hills, you know, going through a forest. A lot of this stuff um, just shows in the military, you, there's a real need to be able to walk with a heavy backpack on. Yeah. Um, I was in a, a reconnaissance company in the army. And so, you know, we would be out in the woods of Tennessee just training and we would have like an area we had to go recon um, and report back. And uh, that's something you just can't, can't really do as well with a, you know, a Humvee or a four wheeler, anything like that. You want to be quiet. Yeah. So what are the benefits to a prepper? Um, is this something that you would recommend doing often or how often should somebody ruck? And uh, is there other things that that would, could replace, if that makes sense? I don't think there's anything that really replaces rucking. Okay. Um, 
in the army, they will recommend like if you can't get out and ruck to uh, put on your backpack and do some squats, but that's that's working different muscles and it doesn't really condition your body the same way. So in the military, we would ruck at least once a week for six miles. And then once a month, we would do a longer ruck of, you know, 12 or more miles. Oh, well. So what are the benefits? Do you get like, um, obviously your heart rate's always going to be up, uh, if you're walking with something heavy, but does it get, uh, pretty high when you ruck? It depends on how hard you how hard and fast you go. I mean, obviously you can if you keep up a, a higher pace, you're gonna burn more calories and get your heart rate up faster. But if you're just starting out, um, you don't need to to go that hard. You can just put on a backpack and uh, and get walking. I think that that's the major thing is just to get out and do it. Okay. Yeah, it probably depends on how much weight you have as well, and. Um... But yeah, it would be. It seems like it'd be fun to do with somebody else, especially um, for me, at least. Yeah, you can still maintain a conversation with someone as you're rucking, whereas if you're running, that's you know a little bit harder. Yeah, absolutely. So, what? Um, how much weight should you ruck with? Is it uh, kind of about how much you would have on your bug out bag, or what do you think? Or what are your thoughts on that? And let me know if I'm jumping ahead or, you know, no, that's, if there's... that's perfect. Um, you should probably make a goal to, to be able to ruck long distances with your bug out bag. Um, and you don't have to, to start right away. If you, if your bug out bag weighs 40 pounds and you, you can't do that right now, start out with, you know, 15 or 20, however much you can do. And, uh, just start slow is the, is the big point. Cause if you, if you go too hard, too fast, you're going to probably cause yourself an injury and then you're not going to want to do it ever again. Um, yeah. So start really slow. If you're a petite woman, um, I would suggest like maybe 10 pounds. If you're, you know, an average sized guy, maybe 15 or 20. And if you're a, a bigger dude, big, strong dude, maybe start with like 25. Yeah. And it probably depends on your previous conditioning too. Cause if you, I mean, if you get winded, you know, walking around normally uh obviously you could start with nothing if if you're overweight and uh or in bad shape in general but um i think we i'm sure we've talked about this on our bug out bag episode but so i'm about 510 170ish pounds how much should my bug out bag weigh in the first place like should i have a goal for how much that should weigh or a, a limit? Your bug out bag is going to need to weigh as much as it needs to weigh in order to to, to complete your mission. Um, yeah. So like in the army, they have to carry all this ammo. Sometimes um, they have to carry um, extra food, extra water, uh, stuff for the mission, like thermal sights or, or night vision. Like they... Basically, they have to, to carry as much as it, it takes to complete the mission, and that could be over 100 pounds. You know, um, I don't think that's a good idea for you as, as a bug out or as a prepper to have a 100-pound bug out bag. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to have to be as heavy as it, it needs to be for you to, to uh, sustain yourself. 
So just take that into account in your planning, you know, like how much food can I fit in this bag? How much can I carry? And how far do I have to go? These are all considerations. I can't just, I can't just tell you um, how heavy it should be, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And especially if you, again, it's probably going to be different per person. And if you're caring for other family members, you know, and other things like that. But if I'm one way to find out what my limit might be is to actually start rucking so that I can see if, if I'm comfortable. So say I'm at 50 pounds and, um, you know, if I start rucking and get to that point and realize that I can do more then I know I can put more in my bug out bag and see what else I can add to it. Or, you know, even if it's add more water, more food, um, those are things I can consider doing. Yeah. And you won't know, you won't know what your capabilities are until you get out and do it. Um, so, I mean, if you have some fantasy, how you're going to like throw your bug out bag on and, and walk out into the woods or whatever, and you haven't actually done it, that's, that's just a fantasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like, you, I would start with like maybe 20 pounds in a backpack. Um, keep, keep the weight as close to your back as you can, like the heavier parts, like if there's water um, or other like ammo or something and keep it high on your back if you don't have a waist belt and uh, and just get moving. Yeah. 20 pounds seems, you know, I don't want to brag or anything, but it seems pretty light. Um, I mean, I exercise pretty often. I do squats at the gym and um, other exercise pretty routinely. Um, should well and but the other thing is i i don't know maybe i care too much about uh, how i look but if i've got my big bug out bag on and i'm just walking around the neighborhood do you get weird looks when you ruck um i do it at night so i don't really get weird okay. looks I, I work graveyard shift or um swing shift sometimes so i'll do it later at night but you can it doesn't have to be like your bug out bag you could just do like a, a sturdy book bag or just a regular backpack, you know, filled with heavier items like uh, water or water's a good, a good item because it's pretty heavy. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Fill it with rocks or something. See what, uh... or I could just put my son on my back or something and go for a walk. True. He's, true. he's over 20 pounds. I think he's three. Yeah. He's gotta be over 20 pounds. I, Actually, I don't know how much he weighs. I bet he's close to 30. Wow. He's getting big. Yeah. A little off topic, but yeah, we put his feet up against my almost seven-year-old daughter's feet, and they're almost exactly the same size, even though he's almost four years younger. So. Oh, wow. It's kind of interesting, but her hands are still way bigger. So yeah, I thought that was kind of... Don't girls hit a growth spurt like earlier than boys though? Like when they're, I don't know, 10 or 11, 12? Yeah, I think so. I think they start to start going through the the growth things a little sooner. But anyway, that's off topic. Well, back to so back to the backpack. Your I don't think your bug out bag should look super military or tactical anyway. You know, I'm more yeah. I more recommend something that looks a little bit more like a hiking backpack, uh, just in more of a subdued color. If you can find like a green or black. Yeah. That makes sense. Try not to stand out. 
Yeah, you don't have to look like a, a military guy or gal walking around your neighborhood. But then again, maybe maybe people just think you're in the National Guard and you're training. I used to do that when I was in the National Guard as well. Yeah, and at some point, I guess it doesn't really matter how what people think of you, but if people know, I guess if you're coming out of your house often with, you know, looking like you're a, a prepper, um, you could become a target. And again, I know that's some somewhat paranoia, but got to keep stuff like that in mind. Definitely. Yeah, definitely keep it in mind. Um, so one of the benefits or, or some of the benefits of rocking ours is you're conditioning your body and there's different parts of your body that need to kind of get used to walking underweight because it's not, it's not a natural thing for you. So your feet, um, your, your feet are going to tend to get blisters if you walk for long distances. Um, so starting slowly, I think you can just kind of toughen up your feet and you may not ever even get a blister and you may, you may get lots of blisters, but, uh, your feet will get tougher over time and you'll, I found you just kind of stop getting blisters unless you go on a super long ruck. Yeah. And what, uh, what footwear should you use when you're rucking? Um, I guess hiking boots or boots of some kind. Hiking boots are good. I think if you're, if you've got a lighter weight, like 15 or 20 pounds, there's no reason you can't just use your, your tennis shoes or sneakers. Um, but as you add weight, and there's a possibility of going over uneven ground. Um, you need that ankle support to make sure you don't hurt your ankles. And then the, the extra cushioning, especially from hiking boots, will help take the impact off your knees. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, just it. I think if you're a prepper, you're going to want to get a good pair of hiking boots anyway, you know, in case you had to bug out or um, just protect your feet. Yeah, that's something we probably haven't mentioned before that that I remember. No, I guess we haven't. Yeah, and you'll want to make sure they're broken in first uh, or try to break them in before there's an emergency because that can be, uh, that could be really painful. Yeah, definitely. Um, a part of the conditioning is also your back and your shoulders. You know, it's, it's hard to carry heavy weight. It's painful if you're not used to it. And again, all this stuff I think can be done just by slowly building up to it with, with, uh, heavier and heavier weights. Um, but you're, you're conditioning your back, your shoulders, your, your knees, your legs. Um, rucking is really good for your core, you know, cause your, your core muscles, your abs are help helping to keep your back straight and your body posture, you know, aligned as you're, as you're walking with heavy weight on. So it's just a good all around exercise that uh, your legs, your core, your shoulders, your back. And, uh, it's, it's like cardio and strength training in one exercise, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, a. um, sounds like a, like it just would work all over and, uh, you know, maybe I can get my six pack finally if I start rucking. Yeah, maybe I've, I'll confess, I've, I don't think I've ever had a six pack, even when I was in the army, I've never been a really good, uh, dieter or eater. And I think that contributes to my lack of a six pack. 
Yeah, I've heard abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym, but uh, I think there's probably some of each. I think I had a six pack when I was like 17. So that's uh, the closest I've ever been. But I was also like 135 pounds, so I didn't have, I think I was under 6% body fat at that point. Wow. But now you're probably a lot stronger. Yeah, I was, uh, when I graduated high school, I was, uh, yeah, 135 pounds and I was the same height as I am now. And now I'm about 170. So I put on a couple pounds. And you were a wrestler, so you you probably stayed in really good shape. Yeah, that's uh, probably hard to gain weight when you're exerting that much uh, physical exercise or um, exertion. Yeah. Well, um, just to kind of uh, recap stuff about rucking, why do I think it's important? Um, you need to get used to carrying weight on your back. Yeah, just in case any type of emergency happens where you had to walk long distances. Um, It's good for conditioning your entire body. It's um, a great exercise that is also kind of, I think, good for your mental health. And um, there's a reason the military does it, you know, it's it's a good exercise. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it, it's just good to clear the air. And I wish I had mountains close because I would try to do some hiking with a backpack as well, because I'm sure that can double the benefits if you're going up an incline. Um, but yeah, it's a good thing to start doing. And I look forward to starting to try, I might start at night or well, actually I need a, cause my bug out bag is pretty big and it's got a waistband and it's, um, it's also kind of a military looking bag. So I, I should start looking into maybe a smaller or like a, maybe a different bag just for not for maybe my permanent use, but as a, an extra bag, I need another bag for like that I can put in my work van too, like a get home bag. So I was going to mention that. Yeah. Just a smaller backpack would be really good for a get home bag. You know, I'll, I'll send you um, uh, a few recommendations and maybe I'll put them up on the Patreon um, in case anybody's wondering like what would be a good backpack for rucking that's not, you know, a full blown bug out bag. Yeah. And if it looks, you know, if it looks like a pretty normal backpack, you're, you can still kind of stay, uh, without attention. You can, you won't draw attention to yourself. So. Yeah. I would look for something in the size range of, uh, 30 liters, 35 liters, maybe, which is about, I think it's like 2000 to 2,500 cubic inches. If you're looking for backpacks online or something but I'll give you some more specific recommendations and put those on Patreon. Cool. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. I'm definitely in the market and hope I can, I, I'm, you know, waiting for that stimulus so that I can buy a few more things. So no, I'm just joking. We're, uh, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to go over for rucking? Um, just one more thing with the backpacks, I guess, now that we mentioned like waist belts, um, in the military, we, we never really used waist belts because we had, um, stuff on our waist and we had body armor and stuff. So we just carried it all on our shoulders. I would say that's fine if you're only carrying, you know, 25, maybe 30 pounds. But if I'm carrying more than that, I definitely want a good backpack with a waist belt and a frame 
whether internal or external, that uh, keeps the load on my hips instead of on my shoulders. I think that's an easy way to overdo it is by putting too much weight in and having it all on your shoulders and your, your back is like taking a lot of that weight. Yeah. That makes such a huge difference. And I, you know, just from my, my limited hiking experience, but yeah, having a waist belt on and, um, yeah, it's, you can carry a whole lot more and it's kind of, uh, it, it almost serves as like a weight training belt. I don't know if, uh, if anyone's ever used a weight training belt, it can help you. Uh, it just kind of puts pressure on your abs and on your lower back and kind of, uh, makes you able to lift a little bit more. So yeah, it definitely has a lot of benefits to the waist belt. Yeah. Um, so where was I going with that? Oh, let's just uh, remind people about our, our Patreon. If you, if you'd like to support us, we would really appreciate it. If you have some money left over after you're getting your preps, um, it's patreon.com forward slash survival brothers podcast. And I have, ex- we have exclusive content on there. Um, we're adding new articles all the time. I added a, a recipe last week and this week I'll be adding some recommendations for a smaller backpack and um, it's $3 a month uh, and uh, about 75 cents an episode. So if you think you're getting some value out of this, we would really appreciate the help. Yeah, we would appreciate that. And uh, also we'd appreciate it if you tell your friends and subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher. And that helps uh, us be found a little bit more. And uh, you could also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter or email us if you have any questions. Yeah, cool. Well, um, so our prepper product of the week this week is an interesting little little doodad or gadget. It's called the Fire Sleeve by a company called Exotac. E-X-O-T-A-C. Um, and this little fire sleeve is built specifically to enclose a Bic lighter, just a regular Bic cigarette lighter. Um, we've talked about in the past on this podcast about how a lighter is probably the best um, fire starting method, the easiest. Um, but lighters can be susceptible to leakage and you know getting wet. They're harder to use when they get wet. And so this little... Um, product called the fire sleeve it, it encloses the lighter it's got a rubber case and with a hard plastic uh, lid and so make sure your lighter is not going to leak it's not going to get wet and then it has a few other little benefits too like um what you it's got a little lip or something that you can put over the gas key so that it, the flame stays lit and you don't have to like hold it with your thumb and and burn your thumb as you're sitting there trying to light your fire oh cool and then it's got a lanyard hole so you can tie it off to somewhere in your pack or on your vest. So yeah, a really cool little product. And, yeah, uh, so it protects the button up. so it doesn't get pushed down in your bag so it's not leaking the the gas. Yes, thank, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, if you've just got the lighter in your backpack in like a Ziploc bag or something, that gas key can be pressed or gas button can be pressed and it starts to leak the, the gas, which you don't want you want to save that lighter for as many uses as you possibly can get out of it cool is that just available on their website or uh, you can find it on amazon or 
Yeah, Amazon, just uh, Google Exotac Fire Sleeve on Amazon. They've got some other good products. They've got Fire Steels and some Tinders and stuff like that. So that's cool. Really good product. All right. And do you have a Liberty quote for us today? I do. Uh, this one is from one of my favorite presidents, Calvin Coolidge. They call him Silent Cal. And he says, uh, until we can reestablish a condition under which the earnings of the people can be kept by the people, we are bound to suffer a very severe and distinct curtailment of our liberty. And keep in mind, he said that in the 1920s. That was when we had a very low tax rate and uh, a lot less taxes than we do now. So Yeah, it's been building slowly ever since. Yeah. Well, we uh, appreciate everybody listening. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. You can send us a direct message. You can email us at survivalbrotherspodcast at gmail.com if you have anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. And uh, we hope you have a great week. Yeah, take nothing for granted.